welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I'm Jillian Aurora. And I'm Marie Wallace. And we are your hosts today. Welcome to Braveheart Conversations. I am Jillian Aurora, and this is my lovely co-host, Marie Wallace. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. And today we are super excited to be talking with you about embracing discernment. And um, I'm, I'm particularly excited about this topic because uh, this has been a, a really big key for me. Um, this has been something that has radically shifted my, uh, my experience in my relationships and my confidence in myself. So, um, yeah, discernment, it's a big topic. It's something that I feel like we've had some mixed messages about. I, I know that as a child, um, discernment was talked about in a positive way, right? It was something that you want to be a critical thinker. You want to have good judgment. However, I also learned pretty quickly that when I actually practiced discernment, my experience of others' judgment uh, wasn't congruent with my, my uh, former teaching that discernment was a good thing. And what do I mean by that? Um, well, along all of my relationships, I have learned to pay attention to some red flags. I have learned uh, certain things are a little painful and scary, just like a hot stove, right? You learn when you touch that burner, it's gonna sting really bad, right? And relationships have taught me much the same thing However, when I go to say, oh, I don't think I really trust that person. This is kind of a red flag. I'm not sure I really want to go there. I really can't count the number of people who have um, unknowingly reinforced uh, betraying myself because often the comments are, well, that's just coming from your trauma or um, you really just need to work through some trust issues. We all have them. And I, I eventually got to the point that I realized what was happening because what was really happening was all of the discernment that I had, I had spent all of these years accumulating, right? In that split second, none of it even mattered because I was throwing it out and I was judging it and I was saying, oh no, that's just trust issues. It's just irrelevant it's just counting all the work you did <laughs> it, yeah it's all the it's just it's just all the trauma that I've been through and I don't know if I'll ever be able to trust myself because you know how could I because my mind is skewed now no the opposite is true the opposite is true I was resilient enough and gritty enough to get through that pain right and I came out with some wisdom I came out with the wisdom to know what was and wasn't a healthy red flag what was going to burn me right I came out knowing that a hot burner is hot don't touch it so um, it's something that I really get to embrace today it's something that I get to be proud of instead of condemning instead of saying you know well I'm, I'm just traumatized so who knows if I'll ever be able to trust myself no stop that um, <laughs> 
So I see, I see women doing this to themselves a lot and to each other. Um, I've read through threads and threads of comments where um, women have said essentially the same thing, where maybe one woman is saying, I don't really know what I should do because there's, you know, this guy I'm interested in, but, oh gosh, so many things. There's a but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, he seems to be really clingy and uh, wants to be at my house all the time, or, I, I mean, there's just a lot of things. Uh, he's really invested in seeing what's going on on my phone, uh, seems to be possessive. There's so many different red flags, right? And so many times women will say, I don't know if I'm just being paranoid. And then sure enough, in the comments, you'll see one after another, um, women saying that, yes, you know, that is just a trauma response and, um, you just don't know how to trust and yada, yada. And, um, it, that's sad to me. Um, she does get to trust that intuition and it's not just paranoia. It's not just trust issues. Trust is something that gets to be earned. It's not something that is owed. And, and this is very attached to that discernment topic because often it's like, how dare you not trust me? Um, but it's, it's really not owed to anyone. It, it is not something to be demanded. It's something to be earned. So I have uh, given a lot of my hot air. No, that's <laughs> wonderful. I think it's awesome. Marie, what, what are your thoughts around discernment? And how have you experienced, you know, when you have practiced it, have you had people that were respectful of that? Or have you had people challenge that? <laughs> Both and. Uh -huh. um, yeah, there are people that really... But it has to come down to what you were saying, too, is like, I have to trust myself. And how many times intuition over and over and over again has been that thing that says, run, run now. And and then I go, oh, but I should have given him a chance. Or, well, I just rushed to that button too fast. Or someone does say, you have trust issues. I've had that happen exactly. And, and, and they're nervous by my intuition which is why they question my intuition they're questioning it so i will question it mm -hmm. and then i um betray myself in that situation very easily going gosh i just i didn't really give them a chance um you know he's a nice guy and you know what's wrong with me that i can't like this nice guy instead of going you know what there's a reason that flag's there even if it's just that he's not a good fit, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, but had I've questioned myself a lot on that mm -hmm. in the past, a lot more, a lot more. So there do are you, times it still comes up. Do you think that um, one of the reasons that that happens is we've really learned to prioritize being polite over mm. having discernment? Most definitely, the good girl shows up. Yeah, because a good girl would have given him a chance, or 99 chances, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> the good girl would have, you know, yeah. Yeah, um, there's a fantastic book I know I've referred to before called The Gift of Fear by mm. Gav Gavin DeBecker. And, um, and he talks about this very thing where sometimes, you know, women are actually really great at intuitively knowing that there's danger. Um, but what often happens is we're so afraid of appearing rude or impolite 
that we will um, will accommodate, and sometimes at our very real danger and detriment. Um, one of the examples that he gave was a um, a woman um, taking in her grocery bags from the car, and this guy wanted to give her help, yeah. and she really didn't want help, and she felt uncomfortable with him giving her help, and. Um, she tried to protest at first, and then um, full well knowing this programming, this man then said, um, well, you know, don't be that kind of woman. Yeah. Right? Don't be stuck up. Don't, you know, what? I, and it's very dismissive, and it happens a lot. This is not an uncommon scenario. And so, of course, what does she do? She gives in. Okay, yeah, not that big of a deal. So he takes her bags of groceries up to her apartment and in this scenario and I'm not saying in every scenario this happens but he did push his way into her apartment and and uh, he raped, raped her, her and yeah. um, he would have killed her she was able to escape but um, she followed her intuition on the second time she did so he went to he told her to stay where she was and if she stayed in the bedroom that she he would release her and he went to go get a knife from the kitchen to kill her, hear yeah. him. And then um, she she did use her intuition. She grabbed um, a blanket and ran out the door um, into the public. Um, and and she was able to save her life. And he he had other um, murders her, yeah. um, in his past. And so you know, to me, that was such a sobering reminder yeah. that something that can seem really innocent like you know well what's the big deal just let him bring up your groceries because then you know you're not going to hurt his feelings yeah um because that's really that's why there was some resistance there right because she didn't want to appear rude she didn't want to hurt his feelings but sometimes we're so overly concerned with not hurting someone's feelings that we put ourselves in danger. And our intuition really knows better. Our intuition knows. She knew that she didn't want his help for whatever reason. And that's the other thing with discernment is we've been taught we need a reason for everything. And <laughs> yeah. you don't. You no. do not need a reason. It is reason enough that you feel like it's a no. You don't want to do it. And we often, I used to do this all the time. I had a, um, I had a partner long time ago who, um, he was really heavily, um, into addiction and he would steal from me pretty frequently. And, um, there would always be some sort of an excuse, right? Things would just go missing. Things would be pawned. My credit cards would get stolen. Checks would be forged. I mean, just constant chaos. <laughs> and um, when I would confront him, he always had some sort of an excuse. And it would be enough of an excuse that it would, like, make me question. And it was really crazy-making. But I knew. My intuition knew, right? And there were a few times where you are caught on camera, right? Um, they, they have the evidence that you, it was you. And um, it's interesting, even in those scenarios, you know, you give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> so I, and um, I used to say that I had so little self-trust, I could, I could catch someone with their hand in the cookie jar. I did, Jill. 
I, I caught someone in the midst of that and still questioned myself uh -huh. in the midst of cheating on me. And then he blew up. You made a big deal out of it. That's not what you saw. Like, and I believed it. Like, I'm going, how could I not trust myself that much yeah. to not believe what I, my own witnessing was? Yep. I could catch someone with their hand in the cookie <laughs> jar and they could talk me out of having seen it. It, it's um or even the cookie crumbs on their chin right no you didn't really see cookie crumbs <laughs> some other reason it's there i don't know yeah um it, it's crazy making and it's pretty wild crazy. the the things i was willing to let myself be talked out of and i think i could have saved myself a lot of grief by not requiring the evidence right mm. to just know that my intuition was enough because our intuition is really what's working in the background. It's seeing all the patterns, right? It may not be conscious, but it's picking up the patterns. It's picking up things like in that situation we talked about with the, the woman bringing in the groceries. She maybe consciously couldn't come up with any reason why that man was dangerous, but intuitively her brain was putting together some emotional signals, some uh, facial cues, whatever Warning, yeah. it was, something in her knew that there was danger there. Something in her knew that this was just not comfortable. It just didn't feel right. And we often are discrediting that. And I guess, you know, worst case scenario, if she was wrong, that he was a perfectly safe, kind guy, um, what would she have really lost in just following her intuition and just saying, yeah. no thanks, and you can think I'm a rude bitch and that's your business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also want to say the other reason that we do that is because of conflicting um, values. Yeah. Because in my case too, even when I was in the situation of being, of catching that person, um, I wanted to be in the relationship. I was being loyal. I, I didn't want to dissolve the relationship. I didn't want to believe that because then, because a good girl stays loyal no matter what. And so I betrayed myself due to loyalty. And so it was a conflicting value over the trust, right? It was mm -hmm. like, okay, you, you don't have to trust it because being loyal to that person no matter what is, was higher priority. Yeah, loyalty is a really big underlying stabs, programming. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, and once once you've committed to whatever it is, then it's hard to see the red flags and still say, no, thank you, or I'm leaving, or this needs to end because of that loyalty programming. Um, okay, so I want to backtrack for a moment. Some of you may be wondering why we're talking about discernment when this month's theme is all about healthy relationships. So I want to explain that for a, mi a minute because um, discernment is a very vital, vital piece of building a healthy relationship. You can't actually get into a healthy relationship without first having some discernment. So I hear a lot of women, and this used to be myself as well, who felt very, very frustrated because they thought, you know, my picker is broken right? Um, I can't pick the right person. I, I pick wrong every time and they end up hurting me and blah, blah, blah. And this is a discernment problem. 
this is um, where we, we struggle with knowing who is or is not a safe person because we have learned not to be committed to our discernment, or uh, I'm sorry, our intuition. So um, because we're constantly selling ourselves out um, and we've, we've very, very um, fully learned to discredit our discernment, discredit our intuition um, in order to be nice, and accommodating um, it's it's a big problem so if we don't have um, the ability to activate our discernment unapologetically then it's going to be really um, hard if not impossible to get into a healthy relationship so knowing the red flags also being able to unapologetically follow those and say you know I don't care if you dislike me I don't care if you think I'm an asshole, I'm going to walk away. And this is a real deep problem for us because I know for me, what my particular issue was, was that I wanted everyone to like me. So yeah. even if I walked away from a relationship or a potential relationship, I still wanted them to think fondly of me. And that is not possible. There are some very unhealthy people that will dislike you and you want them to dislike you. It is something to be celebrated if someone dislikes you. If they are a toxic, unhealthy person, they will not like the fact that you set boundaries, the fact that you won't cave on what you want, the fact that um, you have values Sell yourself that short. won't shake, yeah, be shaken. Like there's, there's a lot of things that unhealthy people won't like and that's fine. That's really fine. So, um, I had to give up this idea that I wanted everyone to like me. Um, so. And that one's a hard one. It's probably the hardest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a huge key for me to be totally cool with someone really hating me. And then um, to undo that programming for myself has been just to cheer that. Yeah. Just to say oh man, that person really struggled with me setting a boundary. Yay for me that I didn't cave and I'm glad I repelled a person that was only going to cause me harm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if it's just energetic harm, right? Even if it's just to make your life miserable. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because anyone who wants to take advantage of you, whether it's conscious or unconscious, they will be pissed off when they are unable to take advantage of you. Yeah. That's just period. Shows uh, up. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the importance of red flags and knowing them really is, is discernment. So let's talk about some of the basic red flags that we can see that are really universal across the board. Um, one of the biggest red flags I see is the inability to hear no. That's a big one. Really big one. So like in that example with the groceries, right? Let's go back to that. She said, no, thank you. Anyone who is a healthy person will respect your boundaries. The would same have heard as, it the first time yep, she said it. <laughs> the same as you would respect someone else's boundaries. If someone says, no, thank you to me, then... What do, what do we typically say? Okay. okay. <laughs> Have a great day. Yeah. 
Um, it's, it's a real big red flag when someone can't accept your no, if they're argumentative about it, if they dismiss it, oh, it's not a big deal, oh, you don't really mean that, or, um, well, who do you think you are? Like in this, in this particular case, you know, well, don't be like that. You're not, I didn't take you for that kind of woman. Um, that is a character assassination. It's really just an attempt to get you to manipulate you. To yeah, that's what I was going to say. Manipulation. <laughs> mm -hmm. They're just trying to manipulate you into doing what they want. And if you know that this person is invested in changing your mind about something and getting their way, you can pretty much assume that those intentions are not good. Um, so yeah, the inability to hear a no is very, very, very much a red flag. Very concerning. Yeah. Um, Marie, you want to jump in with a red flag? Um, the word fear came up first at, for me. Um, we question why I'm afraid of someone. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know why. What, again, we didn't know why. But that was the first word that came to me. When I've been afraid of someone and I had no, so I guess no, no reason, right? No reason to be afraid of this person. Mm -hmm. Instead of just following through, I don't know what the reason is. But for some, some reason, that person is giving off some vibe or some energy that says, yeah, this isn't this isn't a good intention or a, it's not a a good relationship because I've questioned myself on that, you know, because mm -hmm. a good person treats everyone blanket, you know, right? Everyone is um equal. trust equal, trustworthy until you prove that they're not, right? And so for anyway, for some reason fear came up first for me today, which is kind of mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think that's another thing that's been really demonized, right? Right. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be fearful. Sure. Um, you shouldn't, you shouldn't uh, have not trust, trust people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and fear is just a tool. So if we can take the judgment out of it, mm. just like you know, anger is a tool, and yeah. I hear that demonized a lot, but they're actually really useful tools. They um, are. We were given them for a reason, and. Um, fear can be negative or positive depending on how you use it. So just being able to observe, you know, this fear is showing up for me, I wonder why. Um, and being more curious and inquisitive about it instead of immediately judging it as bad and wrong and something that you should get rid of. Um, Abby says no is a complete sentence. So true. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Um, love makes us so comfy. Yes. Um, yes. Love does make us overcome obstacles. However, I think this actually can be a programming um, that can cause some, some issues. So Aaron says love makes us overcome the greatest and most challenging obstacles. Um, this unfortunately was used uh, in a weaponized way in my um, in my relationships because sometimes red flags would appear and this was the particular answer that would be given to me well love conquers all love conquers all <laughs> if we just love each other enough the red flags don't matter bullshit don't ever let anyone say that to you um or I guess they can say it but you don't have to receive it um so 
love is not something that can ever make up for um, for red flags, for um, for abuse. This was another thing that was a major issue in my relationships where there was major uh, disrespectful um, behavior and there was verbal abuse and mistreatment. And um, this is often an out that is given um, well, you know, we love each other so much, so we, you know, we can't, uh, we can't end this, even though there's a lot of really concerning toxic things happening. And, um, love at the end of the day, uh, is not actually, uh, doesn't do those things, right? Yeah. Um, it's not present in actuality. There's attachment present. <laughs> there's loyalty and ownership present. But um, I would question that there's true love present, which actually leads me to the next um, the next piece of actually a red flag that I would share is someone who's more invested in you loving them versus loving yourself is a red flag. Probably the biggest red flag that I could identify. So when I truly love someone, I want them to love themselves, even if it means I can't have them and vice versa. So the people that truly, genuinely love me, want me to love myself so much that even if that meant that I needed to leave them, they would want that for me. So love is not attachment. Love is wanting the best for that person. No matter what. No matter if you lose. Yep. Yeah. Um, Okay. Love is the greatest power in the universe. It is the force behind all other forces. It overcomes everything and moves mountains. Love transforms negative qualities into positive ones and turns anger into kindness. At the same time, being in love is one of the greatest experiences possible. I speak of true love, not fake. Um, yeah, so true love is um, wanting someone to love themselves more than they love you. I second that motion. Yeah, so it's a, definitely a red flag if you are in a relationship with someone or you are observing someone who is angry with you for um, for wanting to put yourself first. Or standing up for yourself. Standing up for yourself. Um, wanting to prioritize your dreams, your visions, your, um, your life's purpose, your passion. Um, and, and that would mean that your, uh, relationship with them would be threatened. Um, I would stand with the idea that, a a true relationship actually enhances and empowers the other person to pursue greater uh, pursue their, their potential, their, um, their passions, the things that they love. Um, and it does not hinder us from that. So I think this is, um, this is a new way of thinking in relationships. Previously, we have prioritized relationships above individual health. And what I would say is that relationships are there for the purpose of enhancing individual health. And if that isn't happening, then the relationship purpose is threatened. And you can't actually have a healthy relationship without two healthy individuals. True. So you must have two healthy individuals. That must be the priority above the relationship. Otherwise, you're just fighting for something that doesn't actually exist. 
So again, I will say, because I don't think it can be said enough, true love is uh, wanting the best for the other person, even if that means you don't get to have them. Well, and we've talked about this on previous episodes too. It goes back to the unconditional love. Unconditional love means I can still love them as Aaron was talking about, and it does encompass and I can love them, but that doesn't mean they have to be in relationship or in my space or yeah, I can love them from a distance or they can love me from a distance. Unconditional love means I love all, I love all of you, but that doesn't mean that I have to be in relationship with you for that to be unconditional. Right. Unconditional love is not the same as unconditional presence. Yeah, I can still love someone and still choose not to be around them. Oh, and then he said what, wanting each person to. That's Abby, yeah. Wanting oh, that was Abby. Yeah. Hi, Abby. Sorry. Yeah, each person. <laughs> each person to, yeah, it's a mutual. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely mutual. Because how can I say that I'm, I'm in love or I'm loving if I actually only want what I want? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of one-sided. <laughs> I don't actually want. You no, no, no. The most healthy version of you. <laughs> but unfortunately, that has been our, mm-hmm. our version Both of our. Well, and the thing is, is when we can be mutual, that's how we grow and expand and have a yeah. thriving love versus an okay, this is pretty good kind of love. Yeah. Yeah. It, it just allows you to thrive and, and enjoy the best of each other and succeed together because there's no reason it's a competition. I have to win, so you have to lose. It's a win-win, right? The more we support each other in in each other's dreams and successes, the mm-hmm. better our relationship gets. Yeah. Again, back to the healthy relationship. It's that it's mutual. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a flag too. If you see that it's one-sided, that's a huge flag. Yeah. You're the one giving all. Um, yeah, it's not okay for you to receive. Yeah, one-sided um, uh, responsibility is, oh, is definitely yeah. a red flag. Um, and this is something actually we just <laughs> covered in um, in the Empire. So I run the Unapologetic Empire, which is a, a membership group, and our topic this last month was when to get helpless, when to give up, right? And um, and a lot of times what happens to women in relationships before they ever um, divorce or leave that relationship, they feel like they didn't try hard enough, right? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is I often will see women who have, they've set up marriage counseling, they've gone to individual counseling, they've had coaches, they've taken workshops, they've done everything other than hold the damn pencil in the hand of their partner at whatever class they signed them up for, right? They have carried the weight of that relationship all the way through and then um, are still wondering if they did enough. And um, so we really get to have um, an equal perspective, right? Or or a... um, a requirement that our relationships are mutual. So that's definitely a red flag. If you see that you are very invested in your own personal health, emotional health, mental health, spiritual health, um, physical health, like you are, you are invested in yourself and you're looking at someone who uh, wants you to be invested for them 
or you know doesn't have that um, that interest for themselves that that's also a pretty big red flag um, I've been in those relationships where the best days have happened and you're living yeah. in the past and yeah. it's not a very growing so Aaron says a true perfect relationship is two unperfect people refusing to give up on each other. Actually, I would very much disagree with that. Um, I don't know that we have the time to get into all of that. We have certainly covered it in the past. This will come up in loyalty, um, which is, I know that we're going to be covering it. I don't know off the top of my head when, but um, actually, yeah, I, I think that tolerating behavior is um is actually really damaging programming um but that that is a topic i think that we will shelf if you're good with that oh i'm good with that okay um yeah and i know that we do have it on the agenda to co come back around to it so. to loyalty mm -hmm. yeah I, I know that we're going to be covering that so we will get into more depth on that for Only sure because we're over on time so, right yeah. um i apologize because that that's a really juicy topic and it would take us a bit to get through that um, regarding red flags, there are many, many others that we have not covered. Um, however, if you go to my blog at jillianaurora.com and then click on blog, uh, if you type in red flags and search for red flags, they have a very, very long list of red flags. They are not, um, they're not mysterious. We actually have a lot of information about the things that are very concerning, um, in relationships and you you can know them and i think that is a big myth that we often think you know oh you're just lucky to have a good relationship no nope, no i'm not lucky to have a good relationship um i knew what to look for and i knew what to stay the hell away from and i learned that from a lot and of i knew how pain. to cultivate because it's a mm -hmm. continual practice and cultivate too so, totally yeah. yeah yeah and and it's certainly not saying that relationships don't require any work or sure. that, you know you're going to be triggered in relationships you're going to learn about yourself you're going to face a lot of things in your relationships but um that is very different than blowing past red flags so um because it is my mission to call out um, a lot of these things that appear innocent, but that actually create violence and the um, toleration of violence in relationships. These are the very, the programming, the roots of the programming that we think are um, innocent and they're, they're really not. They really, uh, from my own personal experience, kept me stuck for a long time in a, a very unhealthy um, and violent dynamic. Truth. Any more to add? Um, the most is that it just escalates, right? The more that we don't look at them, the more it escalates. And that's, you know, really when you say the roots, you're talking about it doesn't start out violent. It does, it's just those little curves here, those little shortcuts here and there, those little, oh, I'm just not going to look at that right now. That's, it just builds and builds until it does get to a point of violence. And so I just really wanted to um, add to that just a little bit. Well, and I think it is, it is often those beliefs where we've said, you know, oh, we just, we just have to stick it out. Right. And when there's, verbal abuse happening and that's my belief that we just yeah it's just two unperfect people that just have to stick it out um i stayed because of that 
-hmm. for years. And, and that was so There's damaging. <clears throat> Why do you always take the negative side? <laughs> Sorry, you have experienced pure, you have experienced pure love, but assumptions are ridiculous. There is righteous support and loyalty and love. I'm not sure I understand all of that. Um, I'm sorry that you think that I always take the negative side. Um, I don't feel that that is accurate, but um, you're certainly entitled to your opinion. I have a, an absolutely amazing uh, level of relationships around me. I have a glorious partnership. Um, I enjoy many amazing friendships. And the reason I have those is because I do activate my discernment. And because I have undone a lot of these programmings that people perceive as positive, but are actually just um, settling. Yeah, settling and deflections and mm -hmm. avoidance of truth. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I, I have settled before. I have chosen to not see the truth that often appears negative. However, that has not served me well. And my relationships has flourished. I have amazing relationships. And so it seems negative at first. But honestly, when you dig deeper and you really go for quality versus, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. It's, um, it's hard to face the truth. It really is. And I stayed in the dark for a long time. And I really don't, I don't hold judgment for those that aren't ready to face the truth either. Because it took me a long time each to on get, our own get ready. Um, but at the end of the day, when we are willing to face the truths, and we're willing to get honest, and we're willing to let go of the things that are, are really not um, serving us, there's such a bigger opportunity to have much healthier and deeper relationships. So um, I hope that that kind of, I, I feel like we're not doing a great job of covering that because it's a whole it's different topic. It's a huge topic. Yeah. So um, bear with us when we cover loyalty. In fact, I need to look at our next episode anyway. And I can tell you when that is coming up and then you guys can follow up. Or well, and just so you know, for some of those that are new, that I've been in a relationship for 26 years that has been very mutual, very supportive, very, it's so different than the other relationships I've been in. And so I can say from that viewpoint, um, no, it's not perfect, but it's definitely very supportive, very loving, very, lots of room to grow and, and thrive. Yeah, just so that. So we have the next week is building trust, which will address a little bit of that. But then ninety five, so the week after is um, understanding healthy commitments, which is exactly what we're talking what about. We're talking about now. Mm -hmm. So definitely rejoin us, and we can certainly dig deep and hard into um, commitment and loyalty and all of those nitty gritty pieces. Um, there's been a ton of programming that I unraveled for myself because I did stay, I stayed in relationships that were definitely not honoring to myself or my partner because of some of the commitment and loyalty programming that I was carrying. So stay tuned. We will get there. That is a really juicy topic. Um, in closing today, uh, please do check out the rest of the red flag list on my website blog. 
You can follow up with any further questions or comments that you may have. You can email me at defytheaverage at gmail.com and you can uh, email Marie. Marie at mariesgold.com. So we definitely encourage you to do that. And next week, building trust. Did I miss anything? Mm. Okay. All right. I hope you all have a phenomenal week. And we will see you next Thursday around 10 a.m. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys.